listening to Girl Talk, a podcast for girls, hosted by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Girls are go-getters, innovators, risk-takers, and leaders. As the premier leadership organization for girls, Girl Scouts sets the standard. Girl Scouts is the girl expert, and in a world full of challenges, we're in Girl's Corner. I'm Hannah, and I'm here today with a couple of people that you might recognize, um, because this is a Hannah takeover episode. Like, I'm moderating. I know you guys like Idell. Too bad. It's me now. So I'm going to say hello to our guests. We've got Idell. Hey. And Shayna. Hey. Yeah, I guess they're on all the time. But anyway, today we're talking about hair. Before you jump to any conclusions about this episode and tune out because you're not into talking about hair. (laughs) Cue the groans. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking tips and tricks for teasing the perfect curls or how to get out of your house in the morning with the perfect hairstyle or any of that. We're talking about our hair journeys. I gestured with my hand like (laughs) a journey gesture. I saw glitter come out your hand. Yeah. So this is about like how we feel about our hair, stereotypes that are out there for girls and women about hair, how our hair ties into our identity. There's like kind of a lot of like loaded stuff associated with mm-hmm. hair. So we're going to dive into that. And we decided that Idell and Shayna both have really like interesting hair journeys. <laughs> so we're we're I'm going to focus on them and so I'm kind of going to be the moderator interviewer today and we're going to learn more about their stories. So with that in mind, are you guys ready to jump in? Ready. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Like who wants to talk about their journey first? I can t- I can Shana totally first. go first. I yeah. can talk a little bit about it. I was actually just adjusting my curls <laughs> just, a, <laughs> just a second ago. So it feels right. It's fate. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So the first thing I want to ask you is, is sort of generally speaking, what is your relationship with your hair? Oh man, generally speaking, it's it's almost like a workout. You know how I, like <laughs> you you like it's kind of hard to go to the gym, but once you go, you're like, yeah, like I feel really good. <laughs> I feel very energized. I feel very proud of myself. I feel like I'm taking care of myself. But before you do it, you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh Lord, you know, you're yeah. like, I don't, I don't know about all this. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's it's fun, but also it takes a lot of like I feel like I, I enjoy my hair, but it, it takes a lot of upkeep. It's it's kind of the boss, and it tells me what I'm gonna do. I don't tell it the other way around. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean I I like it. It's it, it's also like an ever learning journey. Like I'm always learning something about it, and figuring out how it continues to like intertwine with who I am and and my identity. So it's kind of, it's it's fun too. It's a lot of fun, but sometimes it's a lot of work. So so like speaking about that, a lot of work, where did you sort of, maybe you learned it because of the way your hair is or where did you like learn to put in a lot of work? Yeah, it, so I've learned from multiple sources depending on the hair, the hairstyle I was attempting to achieve. So for example, when I used to perm my hair, you learned that it was, <laughs> it was the work to upkeep and to maintain like a silky straight mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. And then in attempting to transition to natural hair, <laughs> you learn about co-washing and you learn about certain ways of using like flexi rods and bobby pins. I've never heard these words in my life. Yeah. 
Well, okay. To be fair, I have heard the word bobby pin before. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But flexi rods, I'm interested in what that is. Oh, yeah. Flexi, flexi rods are these long, and it, it is really cool. A lot of hairstyles can utilize them, not solely like women of color or women with hair texture similar to myself, but like a lot of folks use them. They're a way to obtain curls and spirals, and they're so much fun. So you usually do it at night, and they're these long rods that has like, like a rubber like flexible beam in the middle but they're like soft and you <laughs> you go through a process where you curl the tip and you keep wrapping it around kind of like in a back and forth Twisty oval kind of a thing. yeah like a figure eight in a okay. way oh, okay yeah, yeah and yeah. then um it gets to the top and then you bend it down so it's about as long as some some can even get as long from like the bottom of your arm or the bottom of your hand to like your forearm or like uh, yeah, your yeah. elbow depending yeah. on how long your hair depending is depending on how long exactly and so but at night it's kind of hard to sleep because they're very yeah you look like the predator movies you know what <laughs> yeah. i'm saying it looks like someone <laughs> shocked me in the middle of the night and i'm like oh darn like it like like it looks uh like i've been electrocuted but with flexi rides and sometimes they're colorful based on how wide or how long they are yeah. so it's kind of mm-hmm. fun too yeah i get to look like a rainbow yeah <laughs> like a unicorn rainbow so is like, it uncomfortable yes oh yeah. my god like poking you yeah <laughs> at, I would, night, I was like, hard. Mm. at night it is so hard you wake up with like a stiff neck yeah because like, <laughs> you're like trying to lay really still <laughs> yes and sometimes the rare times when they come out at night like if you wake up you're like you know a little groggy at night and then you see one laying beside you you're like darn it because you don't want the rest to yeah. come out or like you worked really hard on that so like and you're gonna you have like a one spot yes! that's not literally sorry, <laughs> sorry. sorry girls <laughs> but like i dealt hit it so hard i felt so much solidarity and validation i just <laughs> Like the rest of your hair could be looking good, and then you just have this, you this one strip straight, wrangly, <laughs> dry, like, girl. Oh my god! So, like, speaking of all of that process, so there's you're talking about how there's like a big process that goes into relaxing hair, mm-hmm. and then if you keep it natural, there's yeah. a big process that goes into that to kind of keep it in the style and like keep it moisturized, like yeah. all those things. So. You switched recently. Yeah, right? I did. Do you want to talk about what motivated that decision? Right on. So, like, I love uh, Hannah actually incited this awesome saying that I utilize on the podcast that we all utilize on the podcast as well as in my other life. Like, good for her, not for me. Yeah. And so, when I talk about my hair journey, I just want to preface that, like, this doesn't mean I'm closer to like my African American heritage. <laughs> Um, than other folks. <laughs> so I want to emphasize that we all have our unique reasons. I loved when my hair was relaxed too. It was very fun. It was very flowy. But I'm transitioning to natural hair. Why get rid of the relaxers? And I just uh, allow my hair to go into its natural setting and not un- un- uninterrupted. Yeah. And also perms are are really intense chemicals. I mean, because yeah. they're trying, they're attempting to coerce your hair <laughs> into yeah. being a texture that's not. That it's like it changing the whole does. being of your hair. Literally. Yeah. And so, but I'm transitioning to natural hair. So when I talk about that, I talk a little bit about the process. It was a lot of fun, but I'm transitioning to natural hair because I, I appreciate my hairstyle and what it is. And I have, I've perned my hair since I was about eight years old. You know how some folks say like, I don't know the natural color of my hair. And when I was younger, it's like, oh, of course you do. There's pictures or your parents yeah. know. Like you're, I used to think they were just over embellishing. Like I've yeah. dyed my hair so many times. Yeah. I really did. But no, I understand. Yeah. yeah. I don't, y'all. <laughs> you don't know what it looks like. <laughs> you yeah. gave me a hundred bucks right now to be like, Shana, what's your natural hairstyle? I'd be like, I don't know. 
I don't good know. question. You like, tell me. Co- like, good question. Yeah. But like, it's really cool when, when it starts to happen, almost like when you color your hair, your roots become really like curly in my yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. And I love it because I can't wait for my whole hair to be that. Yeah. Because right now they're still natural. Yeah. Like half of my hair is still How natural. How long does the transition take? It takes a long time. Some women you do the You have to grow it all the way chop. out, right? Yes. Kind of, yeah. And some women do the lovely big chop where it's like they're gorgeous. Except for my, my head is kind of lumpy. Uh, so, <laughs> so people, I don't, I don't think that people would affirm me people would ask if I'm okay like they're like oh this is most of oh this is the Did the flat in your head right <laughs> and so some women have lovely beautiful natural hair or they do the chop and it's gorgeous mm-hmm. but I'm doing it because I, I feel a strong connection to like my identity and and being a black woman and I just really want to um not subvert my hair. What am I trying to say? Like suppress? Yeah. You know, I just want it to be what it is. But women who who have different hairstyles and straighten, that doesn't mean that they don't have a strong connection or, or, or ownership. You know, it's just this is the way I'm seeking to obtain it. Yeah. In different ways, some folks, you know, have a, you know, attend a lot of cultural events or they have rituals in their family. I don't have that strongest tie in those ways to my cultural identity. But this is one way that I can absorb yeah. it for myself. Yeah. So like you kind of touched <clears throat> on this already, but... It seems like there's like potentially some fraughtness, like some like a lot of conversation mm-hmm. and concern about the different ways that black women can wear their hair. Like, how does that feel to be sort of like in the middle of that conversation and like engaging with all those different sides? And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> I love First of all, I adore the way that black women can do their hair. I love the versatility, the creativity, the innovation. I I just, I I love it. I feel so much like excitement for being a part of such a beautiful, creative community. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. Like, I love it. But yeah, it is interesting. Like a lot of women of color, I haven't done it very much in my experience, but will utilize like wigs and really cool weaves and extensions and do all these fun ways of like uh, designing hairstyles. I love the idea of, uh, I used to have braids when I was younger. Yeah loved them french braids i thought they were so cool like you know people i looked up to like when i was younger like queen yeah. latifah had french braids you know yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. All snap. you know like <laughs> yeah you looking like you're like someone that you look up to you know yeah and so i love it and so many hair textures and styles that were you know prevalent like the early 90s are like coming back and uh, i think a lot of women just like during the 1960s where there was a huge push to have afro hair because it was attempting to abandon like eurocentric styles that you've been yeah. told and you've it, it, you've been it's kind of imposing in a way like this is what looks right this is what's pretty and your natural hair is kind of kinky and unkempt and and it does and, and it doesn't look as like flowy and so we want you to conform to a different style yeah. and so and a lot of women these days are really using box braids you know going back to kinky twists and all of that because that's they they like it and they want to embrace what's natural to them yeah and so I love it. So, but also it is hard when, when, when people will overly comment on how your hair is different than it was before. And I feel like other folks uh, are allowed to sometimes make changes without it being so emphasized. Yeah. And so it's just like, let me be creative. This is who I am, you know? Yeah. So like, yeah. So there's a lot of like kind of conversation there inside the, the black community, the African-American community. What sort of pressures exist outside of that? So if you see yourself, you know, entering the workplace right or other, you know, areas in your community, what does that look like? Yeah, I, I, I love it. I was just looking up um, some information on how dreads, oh, I wish I would have looked it up before this uh, podcast, about dreadlocks are formally in a certain city within the country. They're formally allowed to be a 
um, available work or hairstyle for like women of color. It yeah. used to be that they were, it was a bit ambiguous. Some places could say they were considered inappropriate. Some places could say they were fine. Yeah. But now it's like formally across the board, they are allowed to be a hairstyle. And so <clears throat> that gives me an impression or that, that kind of speaks to external pressures, how sometimes yeah. naturally the way women's hair organically are, especially women of color, is seen as, not a quality hairstyle, but sometimes right. other people who are trying to use the dominant culture as a standard. Yeah. And so then you have all this pressure and you're basically being told that the way you are is not right. It's not right. worthwhile. It's not professional. Yeah. And so it there's there's a hair like you said earlier, Hannah, I adored how you said it's complex. It's not uh this run of the mill, you know, Black Seventeen magazine, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how do you style your hair? It's about identity. It's about allow. How do you show up in places and being allowed to show up in places? Yeah. But sometimes there's pressure, even you know, from other for of course in like work environments. I know some schools this year and last year in the beginning of school year, a lot of kids came to school in braids or in fades or in unique hairstyles that are very like prominent in the black community. But their schools said that they were considered, you know inappropriate they were inappropriate they're you know and so they were asked to change distracting i think i've heard the word distracting which is like yeah (laughs) (laughs) what a bummer yeah Yeah. plus like don't tell a six-year-old child that the way that their hair naturally grew out their head is like distracting yeah right because then you're telling that child to simulate and mimic others around them that are not distracting have you seen have you experienced some of that pressure yourself oh the only pressure i'm so privileged that like i've friends and like partners and like has never made me feel subconscious or been like hey you're cool but you would be cooler with this hair like i'm so (laughs) i'm lucky i'm sure a lot of people unfortunately have so many stories that it's not even funny but me i don't necessarily do the only pressure i've had necessarily (laughs) is uh my mom really wants me to have curly hair and i guess i succumb to it yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) that's the most pressure i get like sometimes i used to perm my hair my mom like oh shannon you look so pretty but you know what (laughs) <laughs> Shirley Kem- Temple had curls. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, mama. <laughs> the teens I work with don't know who Shirley Temple are. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if anybody in our audience doesn't know who Shirley <laughs> Temple is, you can That's Google it. a classic, it. <laughs> a real, real far back <laughs> yeah. reference there. <laughs> my mom did used to curl my hair in like uh, middle school, like sixth and seventh and eighth grade. She used to curl it where it looked, where it, um, if you know Tootie from the Facts of Life. <laughs> it was like a curled under hairstyle. Yeah. And I used to get called mushroom. Oh. By like the kids in my class. Mm-hmm. And like when I was in sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, they'd be like, hey, mushroom. And I used to feel so self-conscious about that. Yeah. But because that hairstyle wasn't necessarily youthful looking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it the hair being tucked under, it kept for most of the day, so it looked nice. Yeah. Instead of like flopping down. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it wasn't things I necessarily saw people in my age range It wasn't like having. trendy, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Obviously, you're in this transitionary moment, but do you feel like you're in a place where you're comfortable with your hair, or do you feel like you're still sort of growing in your journey, trying to get to a place where you're like, yes, this is, mm, got it. There's been times where I thought I was done with the journey. Like, where I'm like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. but like you say, Hannah, it's not always black and white. It's not always right. finite. Yeah. Um, it's like an evolution or, or a process. And so what's been really exciting is I went, there's a place, first of all, I love like local businesses that are owned by like people and yeah. like mom and pop places. You yeah. Know? And there's a place literally a minute drive from my home. I could even walk there and it's owned by this beautiful black woman. And she, I was talking to her and, uh, and I went in there just because I Googled it because I was yeah. looking for co-washes because 
because I just Googled co-washes. Yeah. And she told me all these things like, oh, here's a good product. Oh, and then she like and, and look at my hair and make assessments for what she saw, not just speaking generally. Right. And so I've been doing that with other black women. Like, hey, like I really value how your hair looks or I really value your your how your hair is natural. Can you give me some pointers? And first of all, it's been really fun and it, it brought really cool relationships out with those women. Yeah, yeah. Um, it helped me feel a connection to them in yeah. this like really like cultural way that I adored. And like I've learned a lot. I had no idea that the owner, that the woman I was talking to in the store was the owner. And she does yeah. hair in the back. Like she had yeah. like her whole hair position, like hair setup and styling setup. And I'm just like, wow. Like, and she was so helpful. And it was the it was such pointed support. Yeah. And there was tools in there from combs to flexi rides. And, <laughs> and so like, it's been really fun. It's still a journey, as, especially because I'm not fully trained. It's going to look significantly different in like a year. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of permed hair left. Yeah. yeah. And I can't do the big chop because I got them lumpy. lumpy <laughs> you got the lumpy. You know, yeah. I got that lumpy scalp. So, and so. It, so it's end up being kind of like oh, no. a community thing yes, for you very too, much to like so. build community around that. Totally. So it's not, you're not on your journey alone. No, it's been fun as heck. So I was thinking about how really a lot of people who aren't Black or African-American don't know anything about hair that isn't their own, like their same texture. Yeah. And there's a lot of unsoliciting <laughs> touching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you're Talk just like, that. yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. But I also like, you know, I'm really happy like in the, as of recent, you know, we talk about consent more and I'm so happy that's becoming more normalized and yeah. that's integrated so that we all approach each other in a more thoughtful, intentional way. Mm-hmm. But and that also applies to hair. Like people, yeah. I don't understand. Maybe they think it's because of the relationship or their interest is so peaked. I don't know what it is, but yeah, people will. It's not very reciprocal. No. You know what I mean? It's just sort yeah. of like, yeah, like I've I've had many people yeah touch my hair Ooh. when I and plus like sometimes I use hair products because particularly my hair uh my hair and my scalp gets super dry particularly that's a mm-hmm. journey of my own yeah. that I deal with that I have to like have products for and wash it a certain way and all that but also sometimes uh like once a month I use like certain hair oil on my scalp that makes it a bit oily for a couple few days until it like you know yeah. continues to distribute to the scalp and all and then yeah. it, it it tampers off mm-hmm. but in the midst of it it's very it becomes very oily so there's been times also where people will be like oh my gosh what and they'll like look at their hand <laughs> and be like yeah. And you're like, and well, then feel, don't touch my what? hair. And then I literally, <laughs> I excuse myself and like feel mortified in the bathroom for like 45 minutes. Where I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But also it's because like, because the with my particular dry scalp and my dry hair, like I have to tend to it. I had to be on it. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I love when I do my, my hair oil. Like my mom helps me yeah. with the two. It She'll probably like gets really it. nice after yeah. that. Yeah. So and, and, I'll, and, it, and then again, like I said, like it'll dissipate and like distribute throughout. And so then it mm-hmm. uh, weighs, it, it chills out and it's not as uh, built up at first anymore as it mm-hmm. was initially. But yeah, like that does happen because sometimes, but I appreciate people's curiosity. They, they're like, this is not like my hair. If, yeah. you're, if you're ever tempted to touch yeah. someone's hair in public, just look just at go the on internet. YouTube. Just go on YouTube Googles. or talk yeah. to them and as, have a as conversation. As said in our first conversation with her, do your Googles. Awesome. <laughs> okay, well, that was a great conversation. So now I want to talk uh, to Idell because her story is like completely different and but still like really interesting and specific. So I think in the same way that a lot of girls will relate to Shana's journey, I think a lot of girls will relate to your journey. So yeah, my first question is, Similar to Shana, generally speaking, what is your relationship with your hair? My relationship with my hair. So I have really short hair and I've had really short hair 
I've had short hair forever. Like, I, I've never had long hair. There's pictures of me when I was four years old where I had, like, the cute sort of, like, wispy. I had, like, super blonde, like, white blonde, wispy hair. And, you know, that was the longest it ever got was, like, wispy, like, four-year-old hair. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I just knew forever that I wanted to have short hair. It's always been part of who I knew I was. Like, I'm only myself when my hair is short. I've never even considered having long hair so like my relationship with my hair though has always been like sort of fraught since I was little because I I have short hair <clears throat> and people always mistook me for a boy mm-hmm. and that was like it didn't bother me so much it bothered my parents a lot and I know they're gonna listen to this and I don't want them to feel bad about any of it <laughs> because it's not their fault but I know <laughs> They always, you know, your parents want you to fit in. They want you to, they want people to like you. They want you to have a nice life. Block where, you from hardship. You yeah, know? they want to block you from hardship. They want to block you from from the world not accepting you. And I get that. But I couldn't have long hair. I couldn't do it. And and it's not even just that I have short hair. I, I've always had what you would consider like a boy's haircut, you know, and it's not like I have a pixie cut. I don't have like what would traditionally be considered like a a short haircut for women or girls. So yeah. like I always wanted, like in the 90s when I was in elementary school and middle school, you know, I had the bowl cut with like the shaved up sides yeah. or like shaved underneath. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, I always wanted what was sort of like in for boys. Mm. And so I was like often mistaken for a boy because I also wear androgynous clothes. I like to wear guys clothes, you know, what would be considered guys clothes. And so I, I, you know, it's always been like a thing with my hair and, but I love short hair. I love getting my hair cut. I love having um, like a trendy haircut that's in, (laughs) like, I like that. And I'll just say I got a really good haircut yesterday. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, pretty good today. No, literally, it's like it real like fresh. She's sort of prepared for <laughs> this. <laughs> like, the, like we came. I was like, whoa! It was like, ding. Yeah. The yeah. first thing I said and to Idel today, I didn't say hello. I didn't say good morning. I didn't say how was your weekend. I said, oh my god, Adele, your hair looks so darn good. That's yeah. what I said. I, it looks good. It's like it's real fresh today. <laughs> I'm into it. So, so I feel really good when I get my haircut. I love getting my haircut. I always feel like great about it but you know then there are things that kind of cut me down later on but i just i love having short hair i love it yeah it's me it's my it's part of my identity and i it couldn't be long i wouldn't be myself yeah how so have speaking as someone who has a like a non-traditional or not typical hairstyle for a woman how does that feel in terms of how other people see you because you were talking a little bit about being perceived as a boy like what does that feel like or do you have an example of what that looks like hmm i mean i have like a million examples (laughs) because this was not just a thing that happened to me as a kid like this probably happened to me last week you know like it happens it happens less now that i'm older but you guys i'm in my 30s and people still think i'm in the wrong bathroom and i want to be like I'm in my 30s. (laughs) Right, Um, like, I'm I'm grown. Even if I'm in the wrong bathroom, I'm here on purpose. How about this? How about, how about, how about you mind your business? Yeah, yeah, just mind your business. I'm, I'm in the right bathroom, I promise. And so are you. We can all be here together. Because there's, there's a whole thing 
with women or like girls it's especially women with like young girls with them they come in the bathroom and they're like floored because they think they're in the wrong bathroom and so it's a lot of it is like embarrassment for me i feel embarrassed that they're embarrassed i have way too much empathy for one person to have (laughs) (laughs) explode it's like oh i know we know leaking out of me so like when people I, I can tell. I know exactly what's going on. And they come in the bathroom and they're like, oh, excuse me. And I'm like, <laughs> and now I, I just say, you're in the right bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'll be washing my hands. And and it's like, like, they just put on the brakes. But so, like, the way I feel about that, it doesn't feel good. But it doesn't make me want to change my hair. Absolutely. Yeah, right. So, and if I if I'm wearing a hat, like, I have really short sides on my hair. So, it's, like, even more sort of like masculine looking so yeah like sometimes i don't wear hats like i really like hats but i don't wear them like when i go shopping because i know i might have to go to the bathroom at target Mm -hmm. and i just like don't want to deal with that sometimes i just won't like i just won't go to a public bathroom target's kind of the worst target in the airport Mm. worst i don't know why i don't know why but yeah and you look so good in hats adele and I mean that honestly. This ain't no no smoke. This is <laughs> you, like you said. You don't want to change your hair. The pressure isn't such that you would. You're like, I'm done. I'm gonna just have long hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it does like basically take an extra emotional toll and like more energy mm-hmm. to go out looking the way you want to look. Yeah. Is that accurate? It is accurate. Yeah. It totally does. Um, so you have to kind of I... calculate that into your energy cost. Yeah. And you yeah might absolutely. Say, I absolutely. have to go to Target. Too many fluorescent lights, too many choices. I'm not going to wear a hat because I don't want to deal with yeah. the bathroom situation. Yeah. And there's also, it's not just hats. Like, I'll choose how I style my hair based on where I'm going. So, like, I have friends who live everywhere. And I, I've always loved to just, like, drive all over the state and, like, visit my friends. And we go to concerts. And, like, they a lot of my friends live in, like, rural areas. Like, northern Minnesota, southern Minnesota, like, Wisconsin. Yeah. And... And it happens a lot when I get out of my sort of like city bubble. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why, but it just does. Where I know, like, when I stop at a gas station in the middle of nowhere, I like things are gonna get weird. So yeah. I'll I'll like choose how I style my hair. Like I like my hair to be like kind of edgy. I wear it in a faux hawk a lot, kind of like pointy and yeah. up, and yeah. and I like that. But that's sort of my like city hair. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I go. Like when I'm traveling around the state, like I'll I'll wear it just sort of like flat and plain, like mm-hmm. without product in it. Or right. I'll put on like like if it's winter, I'll like wear a winter hat. And and I make those choices consciously. Mm-hmm. Or like I'll be due for a haircut, but I know I'm going to see somebody like to visit friends who live in northern Minnesota. And I and I love northern Minnesota. This is not like a any sort of jab at people who live in rural areas. It's right. just my experience and what happens to me. Like, I I don't always feel safe, like, at yeah. a gas station in the middle of nowhere, even though I spend so much time doing that stuff. And, like, you know, I love being outside and being in the woods and, like, ice fishing and all that stuff. But, like, when I'm in those communities, I make, you know, if I'm due for a haircut, I'll wait till the next week and, like, let it be kind of long because yeah. then it's sort of more, like... I don't know. It feels a little bit more. It feels safer for me. Yeah, like yeah. you're, 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 you look like what they expect you to, and that, 
the closer you make people comfortable, the more safety you can obtain. And I doubt in, in my own unique way, it's not, <clears throat> it's not, pardon me, it's not pertaining to my hair, but I also, we've talked about it at great length. I love outdoor stuff. I'm a mm-hmm. very outdoorsy person, but the further I get away from the cities as a woman of color. And again, I'm not putting down, you know, Northern Minnesota. I go to Duluth as much as I can. I've been to North Shore. I, I love Grand, like Grand Marais, all that kind of good stuff. That's yeah. my jam. I'd rather be there than hiking in Minneapolis where yeah. I've been 400 <laughs> it's times. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. so lucky to live here in Minnesota. But yes, as a woman of color, I get very nervous when I go do the activities that I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to say I want to share solidarity with you. Yeah. And and, and let you know that like, yeah, it is it, like when I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to go hiking and I have this plan to go here. When mm-hmm. I'm four hours away from home, I do worry about if there are people who don't receive me well or who who feel uncomfortable by my presence. How is that going to impact me? Yeah. Now, we're just going to grumble and they'll be like, oh, that's upsetting. But if I'm nervous that I'm alone or they're going to act on their disinterest or, or, or discomfort, then that puts me in a place where I'm four hours away from home. Yeah. 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 And that's real. Do you have to, can I ask, do you, do you plan out like, like you said, sometimes you don't just don't use public restrooms. Yeah. Do you plan that out? Like, do you sort of consciously like make an effort to not do that or like plan where you're going to stop if you're traveling up north based on things you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I, I try to, to I try to like stop in bigger towns. Mm-hmm. Like I don't stop at those kind of rickety looking yeah. <laughs> gas stations yeah. in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, I do kind of plan it out. And like I sometimes I get to Target and I'm like, I should have gone to the bathroom <laughs> at the restaurant we went to for lunch. Like yeah. I just don't want to deal with this. And I don't. I I love Target. There's Me nothing too. about Target. Me too. But there's just a lot of people there, and you know, I just. Something always happens there. So, and airports are the other place that I'm always conscious of it because I've, I've literally been called out in airports where they're arguing with me. Oh my god! Over, and sometimes it's a like a cultural, like a language barrier mm-hmm. thing. Like the, it usually happens with the cleaning staff because the airport, you know, the Minneapolis airport is so busy. They're like constantly cleaning the bathrooms, so the cleaning staff are there. And they're sort of like cleaning while everybody's still using the bathroom. They like can't afford to shut it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and the cleaning staff is often people who English is not their first language, and and there's different cultures there. And right so I go in the bathroom, and they're like trying to save me from being embarrassed, mm, and right. also looking out for the safety of the airport because they're airport staff. Like they're like yelling at me. Yeah, from the doorway because mm-hmm. nobody wants to come in the bathroom in the women's bathroom that the man just walked into. So mm. everyone's like crowding around the doorway. Oh my god! Like, and and I can hear people saying, "No, don't go in there. <laughs> There's a guy in there." Wow! And I know it's me, and I want right. to be like, "You guys, it's just me." Yeah, <laughs> right. Because I also like I don't have a masculine voice. I don't have a masculine face. Like I I look like. I look like a lady. I don't know. Yeah. I but if yeah. any I feel like people just need to pay attention. Like that's what I would implore people to do. Yeah. Is like if anybody took like two seconds to pay attention to me, mm-hmm. they wouldn't mm-hmm. they or wouldn't just, have that or just mind issue. Your or just, or just mind, mind your own business. business. For real. Just why mind your it, own business. Why does it matter? Don't touch I, no hair. Don't ask somebody about yeah, what bathroom they in. Don't touch Shana's hair. You know don't saying? ask me if I'm in the right bathroom. That's right. Don't ask me if you're in the right bathroom. That's on you. 
That's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. Decide. And bathrooms are just such a thing, you know, the whole binary gender thing. And like yeah. bathrooms for a lot of people are a thing. Like, Fraught. and, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, who don't have to think about that. And yes. for those of us who it's do. It's a privilege. And I know I'm in the right bathroom. I I'm I go in the women's bathroom. I'm a woman. And right on, I man. I don't appreciate being questioned about that. But I but I get it. Like it's just a society thing. So I'm and I've grown into a place where I'm not mad about it. I can say, Yep, I'm in the right bathroom, so are you. We can all go to the bathroom. But yeah. Adele, you've literally grown and 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 accommodated folks and 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 like kind of worked on your own personal journey so that you can be graceful with people that you don't take the wrong way. But it's almost like people haven't accommodated around you. Like for, like you talked about some people, you wake up and Hannah, like you said, like when folks go into a bathroom, they don't necessarily overly think about it. They have the privilege and the ability yeah. because they have the standards and they possess certain traits that people have expectations around yeah. in society and within uh, gender norms. And we all are unique. We don't all like kind of abide by similar styles. Like we should let people, we should let people kind of embrace the the style that they want and not say mm-hmm. that it's not, it's, it's not close enough to my idea because you're, that's, that your idea shouldn't be like what is the the controlling narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. Yeah, and I love my style. Like I I feel like I'm very much myself. The older I get, the more myself I am. I know. But yeah, I know. was gonna ask like yeah, because there's clearly a lot of challenges. It adds this emotional energy weight on you, mm-hmm. but you would never change it. And so like, what are <laughs> what what are some things that you like love about having short hair, despite all these pressures and like challenges that come with that from the external standpoint. Yeah. I think I just feel like myself, like that's mm-hmm. part of my identity. It feels right. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else would not feel right. And I've never felt like I wanted to change that in order to fit in with anything else. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably, I don't know, maybe it's to my detriment. Who knows what my life would have been like if I... <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) But also, I, I, it would have been so hard if my parents hadn't been cool and they would have made me grow my hair out. You know, I, yeah, it wouldn't have ever felt right. And it's just so ingrained in my identity that that's just who I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've always sort of known that that was who you are. But did it take you a while to get comfortable with it? Like in the sense that, like you're saying now, you know you can mostly like respond to those bathroom situations, for example, Mm -hmm. well, but like, was there a time when, when it was much more fraught? I mean, it's still fraught, obviously. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) but but more internally fraught, I guess is what I mean. Like I, I always wanted to have my hair like what was in style, like technically for boys. Right. And, but I was always sort of pressured like by my stylists and by just the whole, all of it to, have like a more feminine haircut so i always ended up with these sort of borderline in between haircuts right yeah where it wasn't quite what i wanted but it also wasn't quite how you would cut it in like a feminine way so it was i went through like a lot of really mm, awkward it was (laughs) homunculus haircut not quite there (laughs) and i know that's why it was like i was never quite happy with it because Mm -hmm. it was never exactly what i wanted and i think that's partly like 
the people who've always cut my hair. Like I've usually gone to salons and like they want to cut my hair in a way that's not yeah. the way I'm asking them to cut my hair, but right. it's just sort of natural for them. So they they it's want like a it safer to be option to like safer. yeah. They, I think yeah. that that's been my experience. They consider yeah. it like a safer option to yeah pull back a little bit from how extreme. Like oh, not around the ear because then yeah. it's too masculine. So we'll just. It, they, even though that's like what you want, soften like, they do it. a we'll feminine rendition. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. You're, but you're like, that's not what I want. That's like, not what I I'm want. trying to tell you explicitly that I appreciate. But also, I'm not trying to dog those people. But, but also, like, yeah. I understand. But that's not what I want. That's, that's not, not what, what I'm I asking want. for. When I give you my money, that's not what I'm trying to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, when I look back at my school photos and stuff, I have a lot of like extremely awkward haircuts because it was always in between it was never quite one or the other and and i wanted it to be (laughs) yeah one you know and and not the other so it took until i was an adult like till i was in college and could really like decide who was cutting my hair and like find the right person and i had a really great friend in college who was a hairstylist who cut my hair and that was kind of like the first time yeah that i felt like i was like allowed to have the haircut that I wanted because I could actually get somebody to do it for me. Yeah. And there have been a lot of in between times between now and then, but I, my, my boy Andy cuts my hair. Yeah. Now Cause you go to a barber now. I go to a barber now. Hold it down, yeah. Andy. Hold it down. Yeah. Andy. Shout out. To, <laughs> shout out to Andy. Shout, shout, out, to Andy, <laughs> shout out to the Dapper Wolf in St. Paul. If you want a really sweet haircut and a sweet freehand fade, go see Andy. But yeah, Andy, like, I feel so comfortable and confident and awesome after he cuts my hair because he's just like, yep, this is this is it. This is your haircut. Yeah. This is you. And if I want to change it, like, he knows exactly what to do because he's just he's just on point. Yeah. So See, now I want to shout person. out. Now I want to shout out Karen. She's the owner of that Bella <laughs> yeah. store that's yeah. amazing, who has literally every product that I've like seen <laughs> online that I need. Uh-huh. It was there. Yeah. And she taught me how to like use it. Yeah. I feel like that is an interesting part of your hair journey, sparkle, sparkle, um, is finding that mentor. I don't know if it's a yeah. mentor exactly, but that person yeah. that is going to listen to you fully mm-hmm. yeah. and support where you are at and get you to where you want to be. Yeah. And, and, and I think it kind of, it reminds me of. Netflix's Queer Eye, the way yeah. like JVN talks we talk about, about Queer Eye all the time. <laughs> Do we like <laughs> whoopsies? But like talking about like you know bringing out your full self through yeah. that and like hair can be a powerful way to do that and and for some people you know hair can just be simple and that feels good to them they express yeah. themselves in other ways mm-hmm. but other times it's like it's so important and when you have that person that can help you get there yeah yeah i feel like he like brings me out of my head yeah mm-hmm. yeah we we've talked a lot i dealt with your story about how there are spaces that don't feel comfortable to you and where you're you've got that ener- extra emotional energy and you have to sort of negotiate with people are there spaces where you feel really good yes i've always worked in places where like i've had a lot of really good spaces where i've worked in a lot of really different jobs but like working for girl scouts i feel like it just in our office community i just yeah. feel very accepted and i feel like i can bring my full self to work which i think is really important and yeah. it's part of the reason i really like working there yeah so there's that yeah, yeah. And but they, they also do that i think for i i don't want to speak for everybody but like mm-hmm. as a woman of color sometimes you're added to like your ass implicitly or directly to code switch to code switch and i think at girl scouts i've 
never been reprimanded or punished for being myself and i have in other places so it's really cool that you talk about that like it's it's really cool that various uh communities feel that they're and i mean i we mean that honestly we're not just saying it because we're girl scout Mm -hmm. we're on the girl scout podcast like that is one of the huge advantages to Mm -hmm. working there like i i speak a certain way or you know i i I come from a a, a community and i i've always felt um accepted welcomed and nurtured and not like well shana yeah. I need you to speak a certain way or I need you to act a certain way or modify mm-hmm. your personality because it's a little too outland, you know? Yeah. So I, I just wanted to say yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I think we're lucky that we can bring ourselves to work. I mean, I feel that way. But so where I feel really like welcome and and safe is in the lesbian community. So I'm gay and I, I like most of the spaces where I am, I'm with a lot of not gay people and I always <laughs> I mean I bring I bring my full self but then I I like question myself and I'll be like oh I got my hair cut too short like it's always about the hair but we're talking about hair today yeah. so, <laughs> so this is a good space for it hashtag relevant so <laughs> like I'll I'll go through this whole thing where I'm like oh I just got my hair cut like it's too short people are gonna notice like it's gonna it looks too edgy it's too short and maybe I don't look professional like maybe people People are just going to peg me for my, like, one identity. Right. I feel like that I feel like that happens a lot where, like, I do fit a stereotype and I'm I'm it. I'm that stereotype. But there's also a lot more to me. Like, mm-hmm. I also yeah. just went to a country show the other night, you know? <laughs> like, I there's more to me than that. Yeah. And well. you're a cat mom. And I, but that's part of the stereotype. That's part of the stereotype, Shana. <laughs> major lesbian stereotype <laughs> oh see i never i just really really love cats so i thought it was just like a, but i appreciate y'all highlighting yeah, that but <laughs> i mean yes um <laughs> that's awesome but then i'll be in spaces where i'll i'll go out to an event like it always happens like I try to go to a couple of pride events like Twin mm. Cities Pride is we're lucky to just have like a really good community here. And I don't I don't spend a ton of time like in the gay community in those spaces. But when mm. I'm there, I all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I should have got my hair cut shorter. Look how good yeah. everybody else's hair looks. <laughs> like we're all going out. Like we all just got everything like all shaved quaffed. and quaffed. And, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I feel like this is this is my space these are my people Mm. like we're all having this same struggle in our Mm -hmm. workplaces and at target and Mm. at the airport like we're this is all of us like we're here and it's so cool when we all come together and can see each other because there's that whole you can't see you can't be what you can't see thing Mm, like right like you need to see other people who who look like you and there's the whole representation thing like it doesn't I don't know. It's not just like race and ethnicity. Like there's there's something to that about like identity and sexuality, sexuality and orientation and gender. And when I see all these other women who are, you know, all different ages, but like who are my age and we're all sporting the same cool <laughs> haircut. A lot of them got the haircut probably by Andy because he's... <laughs> I know he's a staple in that community but yeah it just feels it feels really good and and validating like I feel like I'm not the only one I'm not on this journey by myself I'm not the only one shopping in the men's section at J crew wishing they had more extra smalls like yeah there's a whole thing around that and and hair is like a big 
part of that. And then when I'm in that space, people are complimenting my hair in a way that's not like, so people comment on my hair all the time. Like Sheena talked about this, how like people notice more when you change your hair and people notice when I change my hair and I'm, I'm fine with that, but I think it's because it's so much different (laughs) from everybody else's. Uh, Like I don't, notice when people with long hair cut their hair yeah, yeah. i Me don't <laughs> i don't know it feels this. So rude i'm like i'm so and, sorry like and then uh, yeah and, but Whoops. other people who have long hair do <laughs> and they'll be like oh did you get your hair cut and then the other woman's like oh yeah i got at least an inch taken off and i'll be like i did not notice <laughs> <laughs> everybody noticing but then if i just like wear my hair not like up like not like mm. spiky faux hockey if i just wear it down everybody notices mm-hmm. like 20 people will comment on it mm-hmm. and and i think it's kind of the same thing where like they notice when i wear my hair not where it's like more sort of just like down and natural like without product where it's like just sort of flat yeah people notice and they tell me that looks really good a little and more palatable for the gender binary. Yeah, <laughs> and they and they ask and they ask me if it, if I'm changing my hair, like if I'm growing it out. That's always the thing. Are you growing mm. your hair out? People ask me that all the time, and I'll be mm. like, No, I haven't had time to get a haircut, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> right. yeah, the reason I didn't like put any stuff person. in it is because it was getting too tall and it fell down. Like <laughs> because I need a haircut. Yeah. But yeah, so people notice people notice my hair on the days where I don't like my hair. Mm. Yeah. That's mm. when people notice and mm. ask me and like compliment me. Yeah. Mm. Is Ugh. on is on the days yeah. where I leave for work in the morning and I'm like, oh I gotta get this haircut. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> and then that sort of like comes up against how you want to look, but then you seeing how other people like yeah. like how you look this other way. And I know nobody means any ill will by it you know it's just noticeable because it's different and mm-hmm. i know that but like you know there's there's yeah. stuff to that that i think about but but you don't yeah, think about that i don't think the... about that it when i'm in spaces with yeah in the lesbian community and like just gay spaces in general yeah it just feels way more comfortable and i and and the validation thing is just a huge part of that just seeing other people who look like me yeah who, who I know like, are having the same yeah, issues. Having the same struggles, but also positive yes. in their life too. Yeah. And like Exactly. Like we're all yeah. killing it, you know, we're all having great <laughs> lives. We got great jobs. They have, you know, people have kids and dogs and like, you know, yeah. we're all just living our best lives, but we've also kind of got the same thing going on. Yeah. This has been such a good conversation. Oh, it's been such a lovely conversation. So good. So I was kind of thinking about like while you guys were talking, like what is sort of our sort of message to girls about this in the sense of like, we've had some time to, you know, go through our journey um, and get to like a point and maybe we're in a point of transition like Shayna. Maybe we're uh, feeling really good about where we are, but still sort of navigating, you know, all those external pressures. But see, these are some of the things that that kind of stood out to me. And tell me what you think about these. I think one is to like really look within yourself about your hair and what is important to you. And like you said, like think about it in terms of your identity and yeah. like what makes you feel like you mm. or like <clears throat> what makes you feel connected to your community or your heritage or your culture. The second one was to find a community yeah. mm-hmm. that you feel yeah. good about. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a hairstylist or a barber or also uh, people in your same like uh, 
in your same group, like yeah. gay women or uh, black women and, and being able to have that support and community. Yeah. And then the last one is to acknowledge that hair is challenging. Like Shana said, it's a workout. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, right? It's like <laughs> mental guess, and physical. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Time. Yeah. So and, and, and it doesn't money. Have... Money. Money. Yeah. And we didn't even talk about we the didn't money. Talk about... Yeah. It's expensive oh. to look as good as we do. I'm just yeah, kidding. It's, I woke up it's like expensive. this. Expensive. With half my bank account gone. That's how <laughs> yeah. I woke up like oh, this. Oh yeah. Not everybody can afford to maybe no look the way that they want. Absolutely. It, and that's that's a whole thing. It's probably a whole yeah. conversation for And also there's external challenges that you're dealing yes. with every day. And mm-hmm. so maybe sometimes it feels great to go out into the world exactly how you want to be. But other times you just need to not wear a hat because mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. So acknowledge mm-hmm. acknowledging the challenges. Did you guys have any other like kind of takeaways from our conversation? It was like an excellent synopsis. Yeah, it was oh, really good. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that was so well done. I mean, but yeah, it's it's important to to find spaces where you feel safe and also have a lot of fun and just kind of think about your hair journey because sometimes it was also significant points where it was it was unique experiences that you were having or identity journeys that you were having like when i was younger i loved dyeing my hair yeah and it was so much fun having fun colors now that was not always received well from other people who thought that it was like you know, trying to be a part of like the punk rock community and trying to, they they saw it as trying to get away from like my African-American identity and, and me attempting to abandon it in some ways. And I was like, no, like not at all. <laughs> I was just mad at my mom. I'm just kidding. No, I, just, uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it was so sad. <laughs> sometimes. No, yeah, I think that was such a great way to talk about it. But I also think it would be really fun too to kind of think about the financial side of it too and how, not necessarily fun, but it's also a significant, interesting mm-hmm. profound part of the experience as well mm-hmm. yeah so continue the conversation continue it yeah mm-hmm. with your friends and family yeah and your hairstyles so and i'm gonna like <laughs> do like now that hannah takeover is done so sad um Aww. i'm gonna no i'm just kidding you can take over <laughs> again hannah. super producer idel i'm gonna hand that back over to her <laughs> for our like an ending episode wrap-up stuff yeah all right so okay now we've had this great conversation and we've had tons of great conversations, but right now we have a little bit of sad news that our friend Shayna uh, is moving on to a really cool new job that's going to take her to really great places that are part of her personal journey and her career journey. And we're losing Shayna from Girl Scouts and also from Girl Talk. So Shayna. We love you a ton, and it's super sad. And yeah, <laughs> but we're so excited for you yeah. and everything that you're going to do in the future. But this is our last. This is probably our last episode with Shayna. Um, maybe she'll come back as a guest because oh, totally. Shayna has a lot of expertise. <laughs> yeah, but we're saying goodbye to Shayna as a host, and it's sad. it's too sad. I don't yeah. know what to say about it. Shana. I'm just I'm just really excited because, of course, like Girl Talk. Again, we work at such an amazing organization that really uh, promotes your skills and nurtures your skills and lets you take on these projects that you that that mean something to you and let you continue to like unfold a life within them. And a lot of this was, you know, a lot of this podcast was because we work, you know, with girls and we want to make sure that we're 
talking about things that really matter to him in this intentional way. And we felt like this was one way that we can do it in the podcast, but it's not rested with just the people. It's rested with the idea and the intent and the objective. And the objective is to reach folks and to, to give people a space to have these thoughtful conversations and to continue to, um, learn about themselves and learn about the significance, the ups and the downs of this journey of being a girl and being a woman and, and living this life. I'm really, really sad um, to leave, but also I'm very excited about what's happened. I can't wait to what's to come. I can't spill it here because our producer would have a fit, but y'all don't even know what's coming up. <laughs> it's, it's too good to be true. I can't even tell you. I'm, I'm so pumped. And I think that we've already had a good run, but I think, hearing all about all the excellent things that are to come. I just, it just seems like the podcast is going to send up and, and really be meaningful and special to the people that we connect with. We've been just a really great team and partnership yeah. and, and we think the listeners will miss you too, because you, you have a pretty great so presence thoughtful. and yeah. So now it's time for, would you rather our last, would you Ooh. rather with Shayna? You have to make the, would you rather sound? Oh, that's not the would you rather oh, sound. Oh, no, what is it? <laughs> oh, shut up. Oh, I, like, I mean, but that's I like the it. sound I make, but yeah, that's yeah. not the would you rather sound. Yeah. You can it say can it again. Be, Here we go. All right. Would you rather be an airplane pilot or a submarine captain? Oh. Oh, this is good. I'm done. Submarine this captain. Good. <laughs> Hannah always knows right away. She's always showing up. Here's the thing. About, I like, how decisive she is. I'm decisive, and I... I know myself. You know yourself. And the answer is mm -hmm. submarine captain. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I was like super into marine biology as a kid. Thought I wanted to be a marine biologist. I think I've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Love sea creatures. Love going to the, well, like I've been to the depths. <laughs> Would love, love going, going to, the going to the depths. Love going to the depths. Hashtag in the depths. We know more about Mars than we do about the bottom of the mm -hmm. ocean. So mm -hmm. I'm all about that. So Don't submarine. Cool. That's a good answer. Oh, Shane, what do you think? I wish I can diversify this, but no, I'm I'm also on submarine. I feel like I I don't I'm not that interested in understanding the mechanics of how the plane is flown. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I feel like when I'm like when I'm in, when I'm in the plane as I'm going past like clouds. That's is that's a, the extent of it. Like oh, this is really cool. You know, like oh, like you can see like during takeoff, Seems you can still kind of see. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not that interested in being like oh. Like what gets us up there? Like you know, I don't, I don't really <laughs> That's care. So funny. But under going under the ocean, especially because literally, y'all, it is a whole nother world. Yeah, yeah. There's like interconnected ways that they like work together, and plus, it's just so cool. There's so many different, yeah, yeah. And there's so many different animals that we haven't discovered yet, or we don't know all their like properties or all the things they do. This is not a, or this is not a jab at folks who choose to fly, but I just feel like it's a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do you think? I don't fly planes. I should have waited. Uh, I'm actually having a really hard time deciding. You both as seemed usual. like, as usual, I know that we have a real like rhythm to our would you rathers where Hannah knows exactly what it is. Shayna has a really good answer for probably the same thing as Hannah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just wanted to hear what you guys said so I could pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah both are super interesting to me i think under the ocean is like so i don't know so interesting and i've been on so many planes but i've never been a submarine so that seems really cool but i yeah. also you guys know that i'm really into the whole idea of flying yeah and, and travel. travel right and i do 
I don't know that I, I don't really want to be like a commercial pilot. That seems like a lot of pressure. Yeah, you got absolutely. all those people. You've, you can you've got like hundreds planes. of people. Yeah, I just want a little. But plane. then they all say thanks when you leave, and it's kind of fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's kind of like, oh, you're welcome. But is it genuine? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, when I say that, I say genuine. I'm a little. I like to fly, but I'm also very afraid of flying. So when I say, yeah, it, I li- I'm like, thank, thank you. you, thank you so, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm alive. So much. We're all alive. We're here in, in Chicago. <laughs> no, I'd probably pick pilot just because when you're when you're riding in a plane, you know, you can look out the windows. But I feel like if you were in the cockpit looking out the front windows, yeah. it'd be an entirely different world. Mm. And you'd see so much stuff, mountains, and you could fly over Antarctica and hit oceans and hit some birds. <laughs> oh, no. We're... <laughs> You could run into a shark in your submarine. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> right. Like, and true. then what are you going to do? Dark camouflage then you're well, underwater. Yeah. At least I might have like a parachute. That's a If good you're underwater point. and all of a sudden your submarine's full of water, what are you going to do? That's such a good point. I guess there's scuba equipment, but <laughs> still. All right. I'm going to pick pilot because I just want to see all that right. stuff. It you, feels right. It feels right. You've changed my mind a bit. I, I'm going to say with a submarine, but I feel it. Like, no, you had me. I feel like I was like um, Im- imagining everything you were saying and just like on this journey with you. <laughs> you like, were just like, trying to think of like remembering what all the flaps do. And yeah. being like, <laughs> oh, is, that's so much work. It's so hard. <laughs> this is such consistent. Like, like I have exactly my answer. No one can change my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have like a nuanced answer. And then Idell responds after much deliberation. And you're like... <laughs> I might change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're coming from, on that It's the same. But I'm like, no. Same pattern like, every absolutely time. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Shana. Oh, signing off, guys. It was being a great it's host. been so much fun, and I cannot wait to see what's going on. Yeah, we love Moving you. Forward. Oh, love you guys. Aww. Sad. All right. <laughs> now it's time for girls' pick. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm a 14 year old member in the Girl Scout River Valley Press Corps, and these are my picks. Recently, I've been getting into photography. This is something that the press corps introduced to me. And I like photography because it helps me notice the little details that I would miss otherwise, because you need to notice the little things in order to get a good shot. I've also been getting into calligraphy because it's something quiet I can do when I need some quiet time in my day. And all I really need to do it is just a piece of paper and some sort of writing utensil. And I like it because it's something that not everybody can do. So it makes it fun. And then I can be unique. Thanks for listening to my picks. Girl Talk is brought to you by Girl Scouts River Valleys. Our host is Hannah Gilbert. The show is produced by Adele Erickson and edited by Sarah Mikatel. For more about the podcast and our team, go to girltalk.girlscoutsrv.org. See you next time.